when schools and offices reopen, will the water be safe? That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. With the current shutdown, many offices, schools, gyms, and facilities are unoccupied. When those buildings reopen and people return, it's possible that water left sitting in pipes for long periods could contain excessive amounts of heavy metals and could be contaminated with bacteria, like the kind that causes Legionnaire's disease. But because no study has been conducted on widespread long-term building closures, researchers at Purdue University and other institutions have begun to analyze the impact of the pandemic shutdown on pipes. Typically, buildings can prevent stagnation through regular water use, which brings in new water with disinfectant. But extended building shutdowns will require different solutions. Andrew Welton of Purdue told Indiana Public Media that there are actions many building owners could be taking right now to address the problem, including flushing all water outlets routinely at least once a week. Wilton said that governors can't just open everything tomorrow and allow everyone to go back to buildings where the water has sat stagnant and warns that there needs to be planning at state levels to address the risk. Much of the West is suffering from what's being called a mega drought, something that's not occurred for about 500 years. The term mega drought has no strict scientific definition, but most studies classify them as dry periods lasting a couple of decades at least. Scientists at Columbia University looked at a nine state area in northern Mexico, analyzing tree ring data that showed there's only been a handful of extreme mega droughts, with the latest happening now. And the research shows this current mega drought, going on since about 2000 with a brief respite last year, is the first one ever to be influenced by human-caused climate change. Before this one, the last mega drought occurred in the 1500s. The long dry periods of the past were brought on by natural climatic fluctuations, such as shifts in temperature of the Pacific Ocean. And the situation continues. Last week, the U.S. Drought Monitor indicated that regions of the West are in severe conditions, including parts of California, Washington, Oregon, and the Four Corners region. Droughts aren't the only climate problem facing the U.S., of course. New research is warning about flooding along coastal regions of the country, saying that by the turn of the century, some areas could see inundation on a daily basis, comparable to what currently happens only about once every 50 years. Researchers looked at historical records of sea level fluctuations from 200 tidal gauges around U.S. coastlines. Their conclusions showed an expected rise in sea level of about three feet by 2100, but flooding events could come much sooner. The study found that the odds of extreme flooding will double every five years starting in 2025 in most coastal locations if business-as-usual carbon emissions continue. An 18-month investigation in Michigan has revealed overwhelming evidence that former Republican Governor Rick Snyder knew about the water crisis in Flint and lied about it. It was about six years ago that an emergency official appointed by then-Governor Snyder switched Flint's supply from treated Detroit water to the Flint River. The switch resulted in lead contamination and Legionella, a waterborne bacterial disease that may have killed at least 115 people in the city and 
potentially more. Flint's contaminated water supply left residents with a range of illnesses, including kidney and liver problems, autoimmune diseases, neurological deficiencies, and miscarriages, among others. Vice News reports that former Governor Snyder was warned of the dangers of switching Flint to the contaminated water source a year before it occurred. Emails, interviews, and documents obtained by the news organization show a coordinated five-year cover-up overseen by Snyder and his top officials to prevent news of the deadly water from going public, even while lives could have been saved. Many criminal investigations arising out of the crisis are still pending, but it is possible the statute of limitations for filing charges may run out next week. And finally, this year, the Great Barrier Reef in Australia had another mass bleaching event caused by warming ocean temperatures, the third time in the past five years, raising concern that the corals could be permanently damaged. Scientists are racing to find ways to reduce the impacts of global warming on the iconic reef. And last month, they started a trial to save them by throwing shade, so to speak. Researchers are attempting to cool waters around the corals by brightening clouds above them to reflect sunlight away. As Agence France Press reports, scientists from Southern Cross University used a modified turbine, similar to a snow cannon, to spray trillions of nano-sized ocean salt crystals into the air from the back of a barge. The crystals only stay airborne for a couple of days and don't make clouds, but cause clouds already there to be more reflective. Lead scientist Daniel Harrison said the trial was really encouraging, but further tests will be needed. He said the technique uses no chemicals and works with nature because clouds naturally form over the ocean when moisture gathers around salt crystals that are stirred up by winds. To have a significant impact on the reef, a full-scale experiment would need to be 10 times larger and involve the use of several turbines. The technology is not meant to be a fix, however. Harrison says it's only buying time and that we urgently need to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And for those of you who want to help protect the world's corals without leaving home, NASA has created a new video game you can download to your phone or laptop. In NemoNet, players virtually travel the oceans using images taken from real expeditions to identify and classify corals they encounter. Playing the game will help scientists map coral reefs all around the planet, which could boost conservation efforts. That's it for This Week in Water. We'll see you next time.